You're listening to a podcast by BI Norwegian Business School. Welcome to Creativity Matters, podcast on creativity and innovation. From managers to engineers, journalists to chef, everyone is talking about creativity and innovation. But are they really crucial? Can we manage them? This podcast talks about how creativity matters. My name is Federica De Molli. I'm Associate Professor at the Department of Leadership and Organizational Behavior at BI Norwegian Business School. And I have the pleasure to take you to this journey towards the exploration of creativity. Today, I have the pleasure of having with me Alice Sacchetti, who is Global Service Product Manager, Marine and Port Division at ABB. Alice is aeronautical engineer. She worked at, at Augusta Westland, helicopter manufacturing company. And in the last 11 years, she has been working for ABB, first as project manager and more recently as sales manager for ships that transport liquefied natural gas. Welcome, Alicia, and thanks a lot uh, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> Your personal and uh, private story is very fascinating, and um, it is not uh, uh, something that you meet. I mean, every day you meet a person who is... Uh, um, selling ships uh, that transport liquefied natural <laughs> gas for living. <laughs> yes. And whatever, you're a woman and uh, you're working in a sector which is uh, still uh, masculine, I, I guess. Yeah. So um, tell us uh, about uh, your personal and professional uh, journey. Uh, who is Alicia Sacchetti? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, it's maybe a little bit of a particular <laughs> journey I, I went uh, into. So I'm, as you said, I'm an aeronautical engineer. So I'm, I started with the, this, uh, this passion for, for planes and technology since I was young. I think uh, my dad used to bring me to those air shows. And, uh, you know, I was one of those that sit with the car on the side of the, of the runways looking at planes. So developed this passion and um, got the degree in uh, aeronautical engineering. It was, I think, maybe five girls, <laughs> over 300 at the end of the, the study. So, um, and uh, yeah, I entered um, my career in that field. So I started, uh, as you said, the Gusta Westland, the helicopter manufacturing company. And that uh, that felt like a dream job, you know, it's just you, you manage to work exactly what, you, what you're passionate uh, about. But actually it lasted very little. <laughs> I ran away after two years. And, uh, and then I joined ABB. So I'm not sure if everyone knows ABB. It's, it's a huge company. It's uh, 100,000, more than 100,000 employees. It's really into many businesses. But it, 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 it works with everything that has to do with electrification. So they want to electrify the world, right? This is a bit the mission. And, um, and they are in robotics, automation, electrification of cities, ports, uh, all, all sorts of things. Uh, but I, as you said, work in uh, in marine, so dealing with ships. The way I started is in, in actually in a factory. So I started in a factory floor, uh, factory producing uh, motors, electrical motors. We are talking at you know big big machines like four times four times five meters, like really big uh, room room size uh, motors. And uh, when I started, they, they were assigned to, to, they were given the task to start working for a marine, so for ships, uh, producing 
propulsion motor. So actually, the machine that is actually moving the propeller of big ships of all sorts. And um, they had no clue about uh, this business. They had work in the paper industry, in very land-based industry, and they have no clue about the task requirements, all these sort of things. So uh, I had the luck to enter at that time, and I was given the task to be responsible for this new business. And it, it's been a fantastic uh, journey. So um, really being on the factory floor and, you know, getting to know everything that is behind the production, the really the manufacturing of, uh, of something. It was really fascinating. Um, that's, so that's where I worked for three years, and that gave me, gave me very much. They gave me a lot, that experience, and it's, uh, I think it's really a privilege to, to be able to work in a manufacturing reality uh, at a certain point of your career. But of course, I was dealing with many stakeholders, between which um, my colleagues of ABB that put together all these components into a system which actually moves the ships, right? It's not only one motor, it's, it's a lot of uh, other things. And uh, after three years, they asked me to join uh, the team in Norway, be responsible for the whole project for vessels. So the whole system that we deliver to shipyards that are located in Korea, Europe, can be, can be a bit anywhere. So that's what brought me to Norway. And uh, now I've been uh, eight years in Norway. Uh, as you said, project managers, and then I move more towards sales and dealing with customers that are actually using the ship that we, uh, for which we provided the system. And, uh, and now I'm responsible for the whole segment of a liquefied natural gas carrier, which are vessels that carry this gas that we use, <laughs> uh, you know, in many countries on a daily basis uh, and that are transported around the world through you know, sea, Arctic regions, all all sorts of routes. Wow, yeah. very, very fascinating. And uh, your work, um, I mean, you work in an industry, in a sector, which uh, is not uh, normally considered uh, creative. I mean, when you think about the creative sector, you might think about the design, mm -hmm. art and culture. Uh, but however, uh, even if in your sector, I mean, creativity and um, innovation mostly are uh, crucial for uh, the development for um, fighting competition. Mm -hmm. So um, can you tell um, what is the role of creativity and innovation uh, in your sector, in your work in particular? How, you do, how do you deal with the creativity and innovation in your mm -hmm. daily work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you say, we, we might think a bit more about traditionally linked uh, markets or sectors, but, uh, but actually um, technology and innovation and creativity, I feel they really go hand in hand, right? So, uh, for example, at, at, at ABB, the, the, we have a mission, and the mission is to, to build a more sustainable future, right? So, um, fight uh, emission, try to reduce emission, you know, electrify the world, as, as I said. And um, this is actually maybe the biggest challenge that we are faced with uh, as a humanity, I, I would believe. Right, is is the um, is the biggest challenge we will be faced in the future, all of us. So technology is there to help us. Digitalization, you know, it's uh, is opening possibilities to do things differently uh, in our everyday life. But we need to ask the questions every day: What can I do differently today? And that's creativity, right? So, and then te we can develop technologies, of course, that help us to do that. And mm -hmm. that needs to run in parallel. Often we already have the tools. Maybe we don't have to even invent new tools, 
but the creativity lays in what can I do differently today? Yeah. So I really believe the company that succeeds are those that, you know, create a culture where you ask these questions every day. So it's, it's not just an exercise of an hour. It's not like a workshop and then you, uh, you know, go out of the room and you continue with your life. It's, it's something that needs to enter your daily, daily business. That's, that's where creativity yeah. kind of yeah, flourish. Definitely. Yeah, um, and which um, features, um, according to you, are important uh, um, within the culture of, a, of an organization, for example, the one where you're working, that can foster creativity? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, which are the characteristics that you think are really um, important for uh, an organization to help creativity to flourish? Yeah, um, I, I think it's uh, first and foremost... Mm, people need to feel safe in the environment where they are, right? Uh, if you are in a in a safe environment with a positive leadership, you um, where you don't feel judged, when you feel like you you can you can fail, that's where you feel free to just you know take out everything that comes to your mind, and it might be the half of what you're saying is not going to be practical, feasible, maybe it's wrong or, you know, but that's the journey that brings you to the good ideas. If you're not feeling, you know, um, in a safe environment enough to take out your ideas, you, 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 it will never work. So I think build um, an environment where you feel safe is the first, first thing. Um, another important thing is to sort of try to push people to think without the boundaries, especially I feel in an in a industry, in a big industry that, you know, we, you need to have processes, you need to have rules. And some of them, they're, they're there not to be broken, right? If, if we think about, you know, how we do business ethic uh, rules, all that, that, those are there to be, to stay. But others are simply way that we do, we have done business until yesterday, you know, practices. <clears throat> So maybe sometimes we need to think without those. Because if we truly have a good idea, the, those can be removed, right? So try to think without those. Sometimes it's where uh, good ideas come. So a company that allows you to think a bit outside the box, outside the boundaries they have put for you, uh, that's probably a good, a good thing. You have worked in um, uh, many other um, organizations and uh, in other countries as well. Um, have you um, faced a um, situation or organizational culture that, according to you, um, impeded creativity? And uh, um, which were, in that case, the factors that were a barrier to creativity? Yeah, I think... Um Yes, I have experienced different uh, organization and uh, also situation where uh, maybe some cultural uh, factors had an impact. Um, for instance, uh, very hierarchical organizations, uh, you know, they, they, they have their, their pros and cons, of course. They have their pros also. But from the pure creativity point of view, I think could be a limitation. Because when the organization is so hierarchical that the person you're talking to is not even allowed to express maybe uh, an opinion on an idea because before he needs to check if the person above in the organization agrees. And, you know, and you can continue on the chain like this. 
this is of course uh, stopping it. You you it's slowing down the process. You you don't get the pure feedback from people around you because uh, you don't know if the whole chain of command will be on board. Before the whole chain of command is on board, you don't get a, a proper feedback. So hierarchy, I think. Uh, limits a bit the, the the creativity in a company, and of course there are other pros. You know, someone needs to make a decision at a certain point, guide the the organization in a certain direction. But you could have that with some positive leadership, not necessarily with a very stiff hierarchical uh, organization. Yes, I um, I agree. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you work now in in team. You mentioned that uh, um, in order to deliver a project, which is um, a complex one, I can imagine, uh, always uh, you have to work with different team, and you probably have your own team dealing with others. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also, in uh, respect of uh, team working, um, it's important to uh, find always uh, um, effective solution, uh, sometimes creative solution for. Uh, overcoming certain challenges and certain mm-hmm. uh, uh, problems. So uh, the question is, um, which are, according to you, the uh, main characteristics that your team members should have uh, in this case when you have uh, the need to um, find new solution, to um, to find a creative solution? Mm, yeah. Um, it's... I think the most important thing is the, the, the most the biggest characteristic the team needs to have is to to be passionate about the the cause and the, you know the problem we are trying to solve or uh, because uh, when you're passionate about something that's where you are truly putting 100% of yourself so uh, having passionate team members that's uh, that's really that's really the key um another important factor I think is listening And that's, I think, what I have... This is actually maybe the biggest lesson I learned in, in my career. Uh, it might seem obvious, but actually it's not. You know, uh, to, to, to create, to innovate, you need to understand where, where the pain points lays. And you need to listen to, you know, people that are expressing these pain points. Uh, you need to listen to your team that are coming up with ideas and, and, and develop them from there. That is a process, right, to, to create. It's not just one person having the right idea and, oh, that's it. It's mostly a teamwork, so you need to listen to them. Uh, so listening is uh, having a team that listen to each other and listen to customers, for example, to the market. That's that's the, the key. Truly listen, you know. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, It's interesting. And um, also because during this conversation uh, with uh, also other professionals that uh, took part in this project of the podcast, uh, um, came out, I mean, certain aspects which you might not consider important uh, 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 when you select a a person to work in your team uh, came up very often, like uh, um, passion for the work, Mm. uh, like uh, kindness, for example, also. And um, maybe we are going in another direction. I mean, I'm sure that this kind of uh, features wouldn't uh, pop up uh, like uh, 30 years ago, for example, Mm. in a conversation like this. So um, are we maybe going more in the direction where um, really persons are at the core uh, of the business? Uh, um, We understand that it's through persons, through people that we manage to innovate. We manage to... Uh, bring creativity in our Absolutely. daily activity. Absolutely. Yeah, we, I think you, you are really on point because we, um, 
we we I think in the past we were always focusing on the competence, the knowledge, you know, uh, how how clever a person was, uh, how good it was in in uh, in technology in their field of studies, and and of course that's important. It's super important, but is uh, is something you can learn also, right? You can you can learn, you can study, you can always uh, improve your knowledge. Uh, but the person you are, it's the most important, and that's something, of course, you can work on. But it's uh, you know it it it's is where the magic <laughs> comes yeah. from, I think. Yeah. In a so the idea that uh, um, what you are, I mean, your personal characteristics are what defines you and the way you behave also in uh, your work environment. And uh, on top of it, you can add always some technical skills that you can learn, uh, like by studying or attending certain courses. Yes. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. You also need to, you know, as a company, you need to attract talents, mm. right? So you need you need to attract, of course, the people with the best knowledge. And the, But how do you attract people? You're, you're actually attracting people at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to make the company attractive for these people. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the rest of the business culture lays. Yeah. And um, what's, the, according to you, the uh, relationship between um, um, the need of attracting people mm-hmm. and the culture of the organization? Because I can imagine that, I mean, when you decided, for example, to join ABB, mm-hmm. you had a perception of the organizational culture that they have. Uh, and you probably ask yourself if you fit or not with mm. that kind of culture. Uh, which was your idea before? And then I did, um, I mean... Uh, you find it true uh, at the end uh, when when you started to work for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's actually what uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I can call it a bit a mistake, but uh, that's a bit. It's been a bit my mistake in the start of my career, right? Focusing on the product rather than the company culture. culture. So, um, and I think that's maybe something that. Uh, it's easy to do when you are just out of university. You you tend to think about what you want to work with, what you want to work with, instead of how you want to work, right? Uh, when I joined ABB, I got the feeling that it was um, extremely young and dynamic reality. Uh, I I knew about the company, but I would say right now, if I would change company, I would do much, much deeper research even you know, than I did at that time. And yes, it turned out to be a very good experience. It turned out to be what kept me in ABB for so long, the business culture. It's extremely important, really extremely important, much more than what is the product, much more than, uh, you know, the, the, um, the mission of the company, the way the company does business, the way company treats their people. It's the most important thing, I think, for uh, for a person to to, to work Yeah, and yeah. it's true that it's something that you might not consider uh, just when you enter the the world of work for the first time. Yeah. You, you think more about brands, for example, mm-hmm. about products. It's true. Yeah. Um, this brings me to um, another uh, question about the, um, uh, the way you work in your team and uh, um, which are the value um, among the team members that can bring the most uh, in the creative process. Uh, so I'm thinking about diversity, for example, in terms of uh, and not only in, ter- in terms of gender, but in terms of uh, education and mm-hmm. uh, um, um, or where they come from, which kind of experience did they have before? 
joining your group. So um, what is your relationship with diversity in mm-hmm. your work environment? And uh, um, I'm curious to see, uh, to know if you think that diversity uh, adds some values or represent uh, um, a, a potential problem or a source of conflict for uh, team um, work. Yeah. Um, I, the organization where I worked is, is, is truly global, uh, both internally and the, the customer we work with. So um, I deal with uh, people from all over the world. Um, so, of course, diversity is, is really uh, in my daily business. And so diversity of cultures, of uh, race, uh, gender, all, all, all sorts of diversity. And And I definitely believe it, there is a big value in diversity. Um, the only situation where I think diversity could uh, stop or re- slow down the, the creative uh, process is if the culture of the company doesn't allow diversity to, to flourish. So then it's not the diversity the problem, it's the company culture again, right? So um, uh, as I started, uh, one of the first questions you asked me, what, what brings the creative process to, to, to be successful? Where you, you need to feel safe, right? So you need to, to feel safe as a person in an environment to be able to express your opinion for who you are, to be able to be creative. And also one thing that I experienced myself and that I think would, would really, uh, you know, slow down creativity is uh, preconception. We have, uh, we still have a long way to go concerning preconception. Preconception can be uh, gender, religion, race, whatever, preconception. We unfortunately live still in a world that has a lot of preconception. And uh, sitting in a room where instead of uh, bringing up your ideas, you feel like first you need to take down those barriers to be listened, it's really, can be really negative for the creation creativity process, I feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the fact that for finding new solution and uh, be innovative, uh, it's important to jump out of the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important to, fu- uh, to have an organization that allows you to, to do that. Um, often we have the tendency to uh, keep on doing the things the way we, no- we normally did, uh, because the idea maybe is that uh, since it worked one time, it can work forever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but it's not always the case. And most of all, uh, sometimes there is really the need of uh, finding uh, new ways of doing, new ways of, uh, mm. of working. Um, have you ever experienced the, um, the need of forcing your team to find a new solution, um, a new way of doing things, Um, and how did you um, manage to uh, help your team members, your colleague, to overcome this uh, obstacle to uh, jump out of the box mm. and join your idea? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very true what you say. It's, it's very easy to look back at uh, what we have done until yesterday, and probably a mix of this already used solution can help solve this uh, this problem, um, but. What I, what I think it helped and, and actually is what I learned from people that I consider innovators is um, to think uh, fun. So what I think is uh, common of people that I know that are innovators is that when they're faced with a problem, the fun is to actually find something that has not been found before. 
That's the fun, right? If you use a already used solution, it's not fun. So the, the way they think and the way I think the team is to be pushed to think is that we have a problem that has not been solved before. But the solution is out there. I mean, if we don't have a solution to this problem, doesn't mean it doesn't exist a solution. It's just that it's not been found, right? So it's like a scavenger hunt. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun search of something different. Uh, because honestly, when, when you're faced with a, with a challenge that has not been found, uh, that has not been solved before, the first thing that can come to your mind is fair or being intimidated, right? Wow, if, if nobody has found a solution to this problem, it means it's difficult. Will I be able to solve this? No, I cannot make it, right? But it's, instead of thinking this way, it's like, wow, it's, it's, uh, it's hidden out there, the solution. Nobody has found it, so it's... it's it's a scavenger hunt. So yeah. that, that that fun perspective, I think, is what uh, uh, can can bring a team to to, to find new ideas. So the, the challenge that triggers fun, and yeah. then uh, the the fun that you have also in working together and in finding a solution which was not um, there when you started. Yes, it's not a test, right? And we're not mm -hmm. testing you. Like, yeah, let's see if you find a solution. It's it's more like a it's a fun activity to to. Yeah. Good. Um, you mentioned sustainability, mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, sustainability is a central theme for many sectors, many industries at the moment. Um, sometimes it's perceived as just, uh, uh, yes, we should care about sustainability, but at the end of the day, nobody, nobody does. Mm -hmm. uh, while in, uh, in other sectors, uh, um, it's becoming really uh, the core of certain business. Um, how is the um, sustainability impacting your work? Um, and um, I wonder if we can consider sustainability as a, a driver for innovation and not just as an obstacle, as uh, um, sometimes we mm. tend to consider. Yeah, uh, it is definitely a drive. It's not, it's not a drive, it's the drive um, where I work. And um And again, I, I think the way we can make it so is, uh, is, is company culture again. So um, the way the company you work tackle the topic uh, can make a huge difference on how it is perceived as well. So if, um, you know, if a company puts uh, together some nice words for the media to, to, to be, to, to be seen as sustainable and then but then in reality continues to do things as always been doing the message that is sent within the organization is that we don't care about that it's just uh, it's just something we have to do these days you know uh, but if the company managed to make a mission out of it a beacon for the whole company that's where it becomes a drive uh ABB works in so many different businesses that it's very difficult to, to have a beacon for the whole company. But they actually made um, uh, a mission for everyone, regardless if you're working in robotics, uh, marine, uh, wind farm, or e-Formula E, right? It's, uh, you know, build a sustainable future. And if it brings that mantra is, is, uh, is brought into everything we do, So you, there's, it takes a big effort to bring it into everything, into, uh, you know, your um, personal development uh, discussion, the discussions with your boss, the, the KPIs that uh, are used to measure you. 
everything needs to use this. It should not be just outside uh, on the walls. So it, it takes effort from the management to bring down this into the single tasks, the targets that you have in your daily life. That's where it becomes embedded in your in your work life and then it's through drive. Yeah, well, this gives me hope, actually. <laughs> and I, I wish, I mean, um, the majority of organization would uh, face uh, the need of being more sustainable uh, the way that your organization is doing. Because mm. uh, I'm not seeing that as a, uh, as a problem, but as a, uh, a potential trigger of uh, innovation and, and change, positive change. Yeah, and you can influence the market a lot also. Uh, I mean, as, even as uh, us as consumers, we, we, we can be influenced by, by this, right? It's, uh, and we will be influenced by, by this. The more company coming on board on this, the more it will become also in, in, embedded in our daily life. And that's where we will start asking our questions, what can I do differently tomorrow, no? In my daily life, not only when I'm at work, but I go home, what can I do different today? Uh, it is truly not, it is not a business um, potential only. It's, as I mentioned before, it's, it's amazing. It, it's, as a humanity, we are faced by, this is the biggest challenge we have. So definitely it will touch everyone. True. Everyone. It's, it's already touching uh, everyone, yeah. it's true. And we are all, we all have the power to influence it, it's true. Even mm -hmm. from uh, the consumer point of view, uh, deciding what to buy, what not to buy, at different levels from the supermarket to mm. which kind of uh, ship in your case uh, uh, to, uh, to, to, to select because maybe there are some, um, I, I can imagine some materials or some uh, solutions which are more sustainable than others for of sure. Course. It's a journey also. I mean, it's um, often you're, you're faced with questions like, yeah, but uh, do you think this is completely uh, sustainable the, the way you're doing it today? No, of course. You know, it's uh, the fact that you're still using gas. Of course, it's not good, right? But you, it's a journey. So we should not be let down by the fact that there are still something to be fixed in what we do. It's a journey. We are, we, there's the moment we will change one bit every day, we, we will get there. But we cannot expect to be zero hundred. So that's, all, that's, all, that's something negative and destructive that often we are faced with. Uh, yeah, okay, but come on. So you're not using your car to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, but little by little we will get there. Uh, one drop uh, <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it's very, a very positive and inspiring way of, mm -hmm. uh, of facing this change that we, of course, need to, to take, need to make. So, mm -hmm. And going in the direction which step by step brings us to um, the world where we would like to be, actually. Yeah. And away from uh, what we, we don't like and where we don't want to be anymore. Mm. Yes. Um, one very last question. Um, um, since uh, we are talking mainly to, uh, to students to graduate uh, in, in our conversation today, uh, what would you say to a young graduate who is about to enter the world of work um, tomorrow, who is just uh, uh, just finished his studies and and uh, is looking for a job? Which advice would you give? Mm. Uh, <laughs> don't make my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically, in a nutshell, um, when you go out of university uh, and you choose the place to work, Try to understand what's the business culture of the place you're going into. Ask questions to people that are in there. 
uh, ask questions to, you know, search, uh, go and uh, ask for, uh, for um, you know, for a talk to someone that works in there. Try to get information about this rather than the brand, the, the content, the product they're making, because that's the most important. And if you find yourself in a reality where you feel like you are squeezed by preconceptions, like, oh, but you just came out of university. You, you have to be here at least five years before you can express something like this. Or you have to, you know, work away. And maybe when you are, when you've reached that level, then we can talk about it. Just go. Because it's, you know, anyone can be created. Everyone can have good ideas. And especially when you come from outside and when you're fresh, that's where you have the maximum potential to make a change. So if you're squeezed in a corner by these preconceptions, just go. Leave. <laughs> good thank you very much uh, Alicia for joining mm. us today and thank you for this inspiring conversation thank you uh, thank you also to the to the listener I hope they enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and uh, all the best thank you same <laughs>